everyone, I'm Andy Kahn, and welcome to another episode of the Jambase Podcast. Jambase is a part of Osiris Media, the podcast network for music. This episode features my interview with Kevin Drew of Broken Social Scene. We spoke recently about his new solo album, Influences, that was released under his KDAP moniker. Stick around for that interview, which is coming right up after some updates from the world of Jambase. By this time next week, Fish will have kicked off their summer tour, which begins next Wednesday, July 28th, when the band plays in Arkansas for the first time in their career. Those unable to attend in person can watch not only opening night, but all 22 shows on Fish's summer tour, thanks to Live Fish webcasts. And if you're looking for other couch tour options, the Jambase Livestreams calendar is updated regularly with info on live streams happening around the world, including the Rocky Grass Festival taking place this weekend in Colorado and streaming live on Mandolin. While bands and musicians continue to announce new tour dates, and Jambase is still the premier place for getting the latest in live music news, we're also very excited for several new studio albums that were recently announced and are coming out before the end of the year. Friend of the podcast, Strand of Oaks, has a new album coming in October, as does singer-songwriter Brandy Carlisle. Sturgill Simpson's got a new bluegrass concept album ready to go. The War on Drugs will issue their first album since 2017. And the all-star Neil Casale tribute album, Highway Butterfly, is coming out in November. Check out Jambase every Friday for our weekly release date picks of new releases you don't want to miss. One record you definitely don't want to miss is Kevin Drew's album, Influences, which came out on his Arts and Crafts label. I spoke to Kevin about the album over a video call from his home in Toronto. We discussed the time he spent last spring in the south of England, right at the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. He told me about discovering the phone app Endless, that's Endless with three S's, and how he used it to create music while on long walks through the woods. The album is almost completely instrumental, touching on elements of ambient music and other forms of electronic music. Kevin told me about his decision to make an instrumental album and how the album took shape from the initial Endless recordings. As I mentioned, the album came out credited to KDAP, which stands for Kevin Drew a Picture. And during the interview, we discussed how Kevin thinks in terms of visuals, particularly when creating an instrumental record. He also detailed his close working relationship with Jordan Allen, a Toronto-based digital visual artist who created visualizers, a term Kevin revealed was new to him, and other videos for influences. Be sure to check out Jordan's visualizers for the influences tracks The Slimfold Loop and Doomsdive, as well as his other work, which he creates as What Gifts. Kevin also told me about the basis for some of the song titles on influences, like Explosive Lip Balm and Wilner's Parade, the latter of which is a tribute to the legendary producer and Kevin's friend, Hal Wilner, who died last year at the age of 64 from complications of COVID-19. We also talked about the prospects of touring in support of influences, what the actual influences were that impacted the record, and much more. We also briefly touched on what's happening with Broken Social Scene, as the band seems to have a few things in the works. So let's now listen to my interview with Kevin Drew, which we'll lead into with a bit of the Influences single, The Slinfold Loop. definitely want to talk to you about your record we're going to talk about it it's called influences mm. um it comes out on july 16th on your yeah. arts and crafts label um so it, it, it's called influences and i'm curious if there were specific specific musical influences or references that you were trying to put into the music that you were making well andy great first question all right. <laughs> uh, yes, I was embracing the neurological memory muscle of all that we intake uh, okay. out there as we as we as we live, and I am a, a, a massive fan of music, and I have been listening to records since I could hear. Uh, so the whole aspect to this approach, this album was. I do believe there's nothing that hasn't been done. I do believe to make original work is next to impossible. But what I find is original and honest in so much of what I listen to and what I hope and try to always create is the honesty within what you're doing. So I would say to the aspect of calling the record influences, I went not 
only into the repertoire of what raised me, which was a wide variety of music and artists' uh, intuition, Mm -hmm. but also what spoke to me as I sort of gathered up melody while I was traveling this world. And when you look at what's going on all around you and the subconscious of what you take in, I realized that this was just a vessel album for me. It was coming from not only the idea of what I've played on my stereo, but what I have experienced, what relationships I've been in, what partners are coming in on my life, my family members, my friends, and my friends who've gone. And a lot of my friends now that have passed are musicians. And it's, mm-hmm. it's strange to reach an age where you can look and you have more than a handful of friends of yours that you, you do uh, extremely miss and hope that somehow you're able to jam in the cosmos with them while you're creating uh, music by the uh, recording console. So it, it was beyond musical influences. It was all the influences of your life. Well, music to me is pure emotion. Okay. And it's inevitable when you hear a piece of music that you know is raw and real. Um, mm-hmm. I've never been attracted to anything except honesty. And that can be 100% in the mainstream as well. There's no, there's no limit to the aspect of how a good song is a good song. You know, we live in a time where it's hard to find them through the outpouring of music that's going on out there. But uh, that's up to really the individual to decide what is good and what works for them and what they want to bring into their lives as a soundtrack to get them uh, out of bed in the morning. Right. So when did you first start working on what became the songs on the album? Well, I was really, really fortunate last year to get out of my city of Toronto and go spend three months down in England. And love brought me there because I met a wonderful human being and we were very, very drawn to each other. And she invited me down there. And I was very grateful for that because I knew I was fortunate and I knew I was privileged in the aspect of having somewhere to go within a very strange time that at that time, travel shaming wasn't really happy. It wasn't, Hey, stay home. And then people are celebrating Christmas in the Bahamas, you know, that, that kind of shit, which is right. Right. Her political uh, pleasure. If you ask me, um, but what I, let me just grab my boiled eggs here, Andy. Oh yeah. But that's how late I was today. I was wondering what was cooking behind you there. It's just, it's just some energy. Okay, so um, yes, I I went there and we went to the English countryside, which gives you nothing but time. And it was stunning for me. Uh, I love the history of the UK and I love the history of just the aspect of it goes deep into my blood. You know, Ireland and England are, are in, in my veins. And um, mm-hmm. to be out in that countryside during a time of not knowing what exactly was going to happen and, and where we were headed as a society, as this massive uprising was happening uh, with everything going on in America and just the hypocrisies of, of not only racism, racism, but the political power and the corporations were all coming to a, a massive head as this mm-hmm. pandemic was just getting out of control. You know, I held the hand of someone I love dearly. And then with my other hand, got on my phone and said, what's this app that I've discovered? And I found this app called Endless with three S's, which I'm talking about a lot because it's part of the story of how this record came to be. So straight up, I don't have any stock in it and I haven't been paid by them or anything like that. But um, it's all about... uh, finding this tool that I've never really Andy embraced in the technology of, of, of now and the apps that can happen. I've never really dove deep into them, Mm -hmm. but I did with this one because it, it suddenly became very easy for me to figure this thing out. And I was making beats and I was making loops and I was messing around. And I remember at first taking it, trust me, I will stop talking. I promise. I remember taking a 
a week of just messing around with it and then playing it uh, to the lovely human I was with. And, and she turned to me, she went, it's cool. You need some changes. I thought, oh, I need some changes. Okay. And then I cracked the code. And then suddenly I found myself for about a month and a half walking around in the forest in the English countryside and also in London down by uh, the, the, what do they call it? The towpath uh, by the canal there in Islington. I would just walk for hours and just come up with these, these compositions and really design them in the box and, and be in shock that I was able to do that. You know, see some horses, make some beats. It was bizarre. How did you find that app? Like, where did, how did it first come into your life? I, th- I think I read about, I read about it on Pitchfork. I know that I did. Okay. So I don't have to talk right. about that. I, they did this article, I think, where they mentioned a few apps. Okay. And I don't, I don't know why Endless was the one that I chose. But like I said, I, if you get out of the way of everything, as you know, as you read in the bumper stickers of Instagram and all the, you know, self-help books, get mm-hmm. out of the way of yourself. But I didn't really think about anything. I just thought, let me check this out. And it really has a wonderful story where I came back home and I took it up to a studio that I've been working at with a lovely gentleman named Niles Spencer for you know about eight years now. And we've made about 10 records together, including this one. And I dumped the whole thing into Pro Tools, had to figure out how to organize it, was trying to reach out to Endless to see if I could even use this stuff. Because in day, today's day and age, I thought, well, for sure, anything I make on that app, they probably own because yeah. that's that's the the corporate greedy way of, of selling everything to us. You know, we want you to buy this so that we can own you. So I, I was quite shocked that wasn't the case. And then I befriended the founder of Endless, a lovely gentleman, Tim. And we just slowly started forming a relationship and talking about it. And I was very, very, I had a lot of gratitude towards them um, for bringing that app into my life. I know it sounds a little hokey, but I just, I, like I said, you know, life's emotional and to suddenly be able to have a studio. Yeah. Wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I downloaded the app and was playing with it and it's definitely addictive, uh, you know, you know, you, you, and, and fairly intuitive. Did you find it to, to be, you said you kind of had to crack a code with it, but did you, was it intuitive for you? Did, was there something uh, immediately that captured your attention? Yeah. You, you know what I, I, what did was my voice. My, I heard myself in it. I oh, wasn't okay. hearing endless. I mean, I was using their sounds and I loved them. And mm-hmm. I obviously, when I went to the studio, it was kind of 60, 40 endless. And then us doing analog and using the house and mm-hmm. manipulating sounds. And, but I left a lot of the sounds in there because I wanted to not you know, there was a, there was a point there where people are saying, don't let them know how you made this. And I said, I'm over that. You know, I'm in my mid fucking yeah. I don't care. What mm-hmm. I would love to see is more people making music. Yeah. I know I'm not necessarily saying to go and put like 7,000 songs a day on Spotify or Apple or, or, you know, all the streams. But what I'm saying is for them, not for, for the goal of sound for them. Uh, I've been very much advocating for school systems and prison systems because of all the funding that gets cut. Art just goes. Yes. It's like, oh, we got to make some cuts. Art's gone. First thing on the table, boom, you're out. Yeah. Musicians, instruments, we can't afford them anymore. And then this is this, this thing that you can have in your phone and your tablets and your iPads and your spooky, wooky, whatever the else the fucking people will come down with that looks like a square. It's there, Andy. Yes. And it's, it's huge. And, I think and anybody can use it. Anybody can use it. And I didn't want to not, you know, there's an ego to wanting to keep things mysterious. But I also thought, I know this sounds like me using their applicants, no different than Ableton and all that. And I know there'll be some people that might have pushed back in the aspect of, of, uh, you know, I made this record in, in my phone or whatever. And it's not the case. I made it in my heart. I made it by being who I am. And that's the great thing with this app and with a lot of apps out there, even with those, all the, you know, when the photography apps came out, all the photographers were up in arms, you still got to take a good picture. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't take the picture for you. Yes, it yeah. does the filters and it does, but you still have to capture that right photograph. Right. And it's the you have to that. find the melody or the rhythm or the same thing. You you have to you you can be the driver with your intuition and your individuality of how you approach things. It doesn't take that away from you. It's still your voice. So that's why I was like, I don't, I don't care. I want, and I told him, I'm just going to talk about your app because it helped me, mm-hmm. you know? And I know we live in a society where you're supposed to be paid for endorsing other people's products. And I get that. But right now I'm rich with the aspect of finding endless and, and the relationship that I have with Tim. And I hope to continue having with them as we move forward. I mean, that's, how I live my life. Well, isn't it akin to if you would have said you were going to make a completely analog synthesizer record, right? Like it's just another tool that you employed to make sounds. Yeah, exactly. And, and you pay for it, obviously. Yeah. And that was what was so amazing that I, I discovered was I said, am I allowed to use these sounds? And I said, yes, you are because you paid for the application. It's like getting a cord keyboard that has all these patches in it. You're, you're you're, you're able to legally, you know, use flute number voice six, five, go yeah. for it. And then were you, when you were, you know, walking through the woods or whatever, and, and, and having your own sort of personal studio, was there a point in time that what you were doing became clear that it was going to be an album? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How did that happen? Uh, it's the excitement. It's okay. the, it's just that, the, the, I mean, I, I, I don't need to sit around in an old system, but I am in it because I also have a label and I have a lot of great people working for the label and I have broken social scene and we have 20 years of history of working with people all throughout the world and and I see that things are constantly changing, constantly changing, constantly changing. And how do you keep up? And, and it just wasn't really an ex- place that I wanted to hang my hat unless it was social scene, because that's to me is one, it's the work is there and it's been done and it's a fight to stay afloat, but sure, it's a very joyous band and we've mm-hmm. remained together well beyond what I think a lot of people thought, and I'm very, very proud of that. And I'm very proud of them. And they're a huge influence, all of the individual members, not only in my personal life, but in my professional life as well, and my creative life. So it, it, it just became like, I, I wanted to change my name, you know, change your name, change your life. Mm-hmm. That's one of the cool thing about it. And I had this really youthful teenage excitement that was building inside of me. Mm-hmm. And that's when you know you're doing something that's right for you. Sure. And that's when you know you should go out into the world and fight for that as an artist. When that feeling is just full on, you know, Cindy Lopper's, she's so unusual. It's just butterflies in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And it brings you back to a time where, not only was were you innocent, but you were you were fearless without knowing it. Right. So when you feel that in your stomach, Andy, that's when you go, okay, well, fuck it, I got a strike. You mentioned changing your name. It's under KDAP. Get yeah. into a picture. Yeah. Um, it's it, it it sort of speaks for itself. But when did you come up with that? new moniker and how did you decide to attach that to this project or this album i should say you know it's very simple two things i came up with that a while ago because i I do a lot of art and i thought Mm -hmm. i want to use this at some point and then secondly i thought in my daydream world as i was walking the slim folk loop as we we dearly call it i thought to myself I want to be able to travel with some dancers, a drummer, and a screen okay. in my laptop. Uh-huh. And, I, and that's how I want to tour this record. Now, obviously, I'm not touring it at all. And if you were to give me a gig tomorrow, I would be like, uh, 
Um, that was going to be one of my questions was, have you thought about translating these songs to the live stage? You know, I don't think we've mentioned this is a largely instrumental record. Um, it, it, it borders on ambient, I would say, even um, it, it's very um, textured and, and layered with sounds. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's quite a departure from your past, your last solo record. Um, mm. Well, that was none. There you, there you have it right there. It was a, a wonderful opportunity to, to just start something different. Yes. And I want to do remixes and I want to write with people. And I think there's this aspect where you're unavailable if you're closed off. And it's not that I've been closed off, but there's always been a lot going on. And my arms are extremely open right now. And I, and I hope that I can get out there. And, and I did say to the, the people around me, I'm just using this as a card to put back out into the, into the game and say, this is these jams I'm writing. And I very much look forward to producing more and writing more with others because mm -hmm. when you are with the right people, nothing can stop you. The aspect of Kevin drew a picture. Do you think when in visual terms when you're making music? Um, that's a great question. I think. A lot of the time I'm visually weeding through memories. And okay. at the same time, I'm preparing for a vision board. Right. So I'm, as I'm going through what's inspiring me to write this, uh, you know, there's a song called Wilner's Parade that's for a, a dear friend and, and a, a king to the world of music and art, Hal Wilner. And I was so fortunate to be able to be in his life, but also to be uh, kind of close to him. And actually, once he departed, it that was a realization that I had to really sit down with in this emptiness of him not being around was I loved him. And the song Wilner's Parade, it, it started in there's two parts to it. And the first part was so out of whack and everyone kept asking me, where's the one, where's the one, where's the one. And I thought to myself, wow, how would love that I'm sitting in a studio with people asking me where the one is. Yeah. And once that happened, I realized this is for him. And I had to go and complete the second half, which was just my idea of, we were in Banff together once and we, uh, went up a gondola to the top of a mountain. Now, this is in the West Coast. And um, we were both there because I asked him to come and do this program that uh, I was asked to do out there, uh, um, an indie program where you're working with artists. Mm -hmm. And Sean Everett was out there. Okay. And I was out there. Charles Spearn was out there. And I asked how. And that's where I met Sean Everett for the first time. Um, so we all sort of were this doing this producing acts for a couple of weeks at the BAMP Center, the song became my arm around him at the top of a mountain and us just oh, looking beautiful. out. And uh, I, I, I look through the memories to, to deal with them on a musical aspect, especially, and so this is my first solo outing, Andy, in seven years. So it's not something I do often. Right. And with social scene, you're in the room with a lot of people. So if you can make it very personal and that's fine, but you're, you're doing so in a group effort with mm -hmm. this, there was nothing, there was just me, myself and I. So I was really able to sort through the vision memories and also turn to the future, which is always premonitions and just as I like to do, make hopeful music.
know, hope is not a word that I think has really done us any good in the last five, six years. It became a marketing campaign with quite a hollow body around it. Whereas truth right now, more than ever, truth is the word that seems to be in the number one spot, whether you like it or not, no matter how uncomfortable it makes you feel. No matter how you define it. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's getting to the top of the charts. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to make the reason there's no singing. I had nothing to say, obviously, middle-aged white guy. I didn't want to sing about the struggles of come here, go away, nor did I have anything to say. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't help but want to express feeling. It's, it's not me trying to take up the airwaves. Like I said, it's my first outing in seven years. I'm not out there. Me, 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 me. I'm very much us, 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 us. And if it comes across any other way, then I've failed. You mentioned there's, you know, you're, there aren't lyrics. You don't have much to specifically like say, but the, the titles of the, of the songs you met, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's Wilner's parade. There's the, the slindfold loop. Those are, uh, now I understand what, where those come from, but the other ones, how significant is the title of an instrumental track to the listener's understanding of the track of the song itself? Um, I, I find, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big believer in words coming from a dyslexic ADD tested in grade 12 with a grade seven English level background. Okay. Sure. Uh, the the dyslexia and how I speak still bewilders my friends to this day where they quietly laugh at me, but also accept it and, and, and tell me not to change. Um, well, that's if great. I did have children, which I don't, but I know that if I did, I would be mocked and teased every day <laughs> by them. <laughs> dad, you're a moron. I'm like, oh, don't stop picking on dad. Um, but I will say that for me, each title was very specifically chosen. It, it didn't, it wasn't hard. It's not hard for me to t- title things. Dooms Dive. Uh, I titled it Dooms Dive because that's what I wrote right out of the gates. And the beginning of that song for me is a dooms dive. And there's a video coming out where it's like, no, the dooms dive is not winning anymore. And that's how I try to bring it out. And as there's a beginning, a middle and an end explosive lip bomb. I mean, does that not sound like you're making out on the edge? I love of that. The- that's my, I love that title. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. Uh, you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm not a single partner person anymore. And you got to own that shit. As you get older, you got to be like, wait a second. I've had multiple partners in my life where I'm told there's one love for you. And you stay together forever. So you're kind of cruising on the other side of the tracks where people judge you and they look at you weird. And at some point you just got to say, fuck it and know that you're not somebody that's really traditionally able to sit down and talk about taxes and hand jobs and where the next meal is going to be eaten all within the week of trying to just align each other's bad moods together. It's not something that's ever really worked for me. Um, but I believe in love and I believe yeah. love has no rules. And I believe love is not a dictation or something that's educated to you by someone else. Love is yours. You own it. It's free. Yeah. And how you want to embrace it is how you embrace it. Obviously don't hurt people. Obviously I have You're you're a tourist in the town of love for a long time until you sort of find out which beach you want to sit on. Um, but you can't stuff- know love if you don't know the opposite feeling. No, unfortunately, um, yeah, you know, it's a Def Leppard tune sometimes.
But um, yeah, I mean, almost victory, keep end going. That, that fit that mold of what I felt the song was. It was such a, you know, when you're losing someone you love and maybe you're not allowed full access to that love because there's so much surrounding the loss of, of this, this particular, you know, being that's left you, there's a darkness to it that always finds a light always, Mm -hmm. but it's difficult. And that's called grief. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to be, I've grieved, but I've been around a lot of people who are still grieving, who've lost some serious people in their life. And I learn from them. I sit with them. I watch their struggles. And that, that alone, Andy, would be something that influences, is influenced by. Well, I think even the same way we were talking about love, um, grief is the same way. Everybody experiences it differently. Everybody yeah. goes through it in their own terms. And you have to give everybody their space to do so. You do. It, and I love that you said that because we all know this now, especially once you've started grieving or you see friends lose people so close and you just watch them, uh, watch them go through this. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's pretty uh, exceptionally incredible. Well, and after the year and a half that we've had, there's been plenty of, I mean, you're speaking of before the pandemic and stuff, but obviously everybody's been dealing with some sort of, form of grief, I would imagine, you know, um, so there's a, there's a, an easy relationship there uh, or a relating to it, I should say, you know, uh, people are starting to understand that we all go through it. Yeah. And I think with this pandemic, Andy, we were together and that mm-hmm. the only thing that I will take from what we just went through is that we were together. Uh, the rich got richer. Unfortunately, it always happens. And we thought it wasn't going to, but it did. And, um, I, I think that what we saw and the hypocrisies that we've lived through all this time is, was never more sort of in front of us and on point. And we were witnessing that all together and the confusion that we felt we were, we were feeling that all together. And the loneliness that we felt, we were feeling that all together. Mm-hmm. And the fear that we felt, we were yes. feeling all together. So what do we do with that? Right. Where, what, what, when, when we try to go back to returning, though, we want to, we don't, we do, we don't, we don't know. There's another variant coming in that's going to wipe us out. Let's shut the independent businesses down again and just fucking totally annihilate, you know, small independent business across the board. What do we do about that? When do we say stop? When do we say enough's enough. When do we, we, it sounds like we can't, you know what I mean, Andy? I know. It just sounds the, like we can't. The system's so not built there. for it. And then if you go this way, then you're a fucking conspiracy theorist. And if you go that way, then you're, you know, there's bullies fighting bullies. And, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. And then there's those just corporations going straight down the middle, owning us, benefiting from it and just kicking ass, making total profit off mm-hmm. us together. When does, when does that change? When do we not look back at everything we read from George Orwell to public enemy and say, wait a second. I don't know. I think we go back to looking for truth, right? It's that, that new focus on what is the truth and, and addressing it when we see it, calling it out. It's happening in our, our, in, in Canada right now. Yes. And that's because of children. I know. I know. And children you're the, you're the second person I've talked to recently. Um, Alison Russell is a singer songwriter uh, who grew up in French Canada. And we were talking about um, just the atrocities up there and, and how it, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate the reaction that has been seen from the people that are in power now. Well, this has always been here. We, but, um, and I'm not going to speak about it because it's not my place to speak about sure. it. I'm definitely here to listen and, 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 and know that 
I said this to someone else the other night. When it comes to children, I think there's no divide. People come together because yeah. it's young children. And as horrible as it is, these children are pushing things forward very rapidly, very quickly, and a much over-needed uh, place for us to recognize that Canada is not a country and it needs to recognize its history to become one. And mm-hmm. that's as far as I will go because I, I, I don't feel comfortable. That's fair. Yeah. Um, in speaking about uh, historical pain that I was a part of. Yes. No matter how you slice it. No, no doubt. No doubt. So it's, it's a, it's a, at this point at where we're at, I'm just sort of, tell me what you need. Tell me what you need. And uh, hopefully our government, which is just fucking, I've just failed in so many ways, but maybe there's no other way to go except up. I agree. I agree. Um, I want to, I still want to ask you something about <clears throat> the, the record, um, the, the, the video, the visualizer that you put out for Slinfold Loop. Um, I, can I say something really quickly? I had yeah, no definitely. idea what that, what that meant until yesterday. What? Visualizer. What? Oh, visualizer. That's a new word for you. No, that, that's a, that's a, that's a YouTube. That's a, that, that's born of the YouTube um, uh, era. It's like, it's not a video, but it's something to look at while a song plays. That isn't just a static image. <laughs> that's how I would describe it. That's what someone told oh, yeah. Andy yesterday. I cracked the visualizer code. But I asked somebody. That's what amazing. <laughs> I would have put eye therapy. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's good. That's good. My friend, uh, Adam, my friend, Adam Sturgeon yesterday, uh, a few days ago said it's eye therapy. That's, I thought, God, that's damn, good. Right. Yeah. Um, so were you, how involved in, in the creation of that visualizer were you? Oh, I, I, okay. Well, two things. Uh, I made that edited that spent 13 hours putting the scene together. And then I work with, uh, an absolute creative beauty named Jordan, um, who mm-hmm. has the at what gifts mm-hmm. I met him through these gifts videos he was making. And I had social scene hire him to make some videos for us. And, okay. um, just going to give you his handle. And, uh, I was so, uh, I just loved his intuition and how he, he um, approached this digital way of making videos where he was just mm-hmm. captured footage and just throwing them around and memes and all this stuff. So he came over and showed me how to use Premiere editing, which I had edited some videos before, but I, my brain is, it's a moment to moment life for me. So if I haven't done something for a couple of years, I have to relearn. Right. Um, so he came in and he showed me and we worked on a, a video together for just a track I put out called How's It Going? Uh, just to check in with people in our little family and, and the little gatherers that hang out on our, our social media and stuff. I don't like to say followers. It never worked for me. Um, and uh, within that, I put together, he showed me some uh, public spaces where you could find other people's who just put up images and art and they're just here it's for you take it and i designed this whole video for slimfold and then full well knowing that i needed him to come in and just give me some of his little magic which he did but we've been making videos for a while together he has one coming out for dooms dive that i just think is absolutely stunning
up to his, his intuitive way of how he describes emotion within these videos. And his name's Jordan Allen, and I can't say enough how incredible it's been to work with him. And just the fact that we've, he's let me work with him together. And uh, I'm quite the editor now. <laughs> very cool. I'm very proud of myself for that. You know, when you sort of figure something out, there's a Definitely. scene in Slimhold where I'm going around this dancing, and it took me about I've never experienced this before, but you sit down to edit something for it and it's a minute, 30 seconds and it's 11 AM. And then you finally finish it and it's 5:30 PM. Like, Holy <laughs> shit. Uh, and you get a lot you're of like, time on a small amount of time, <laughs> but he, he's, uh, he's been doing uh, all these videos that I put up on, on, with, on my Instagram and sort of Twitter verse of social scene. I wasn't aware that at 44, I would have to be, having meetings and marketing and all this stuff towards what is our, the people that want to hang out with you on online. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I hope to bust out of that because I don't have a lot of people hanging out with me. And it's bizarre when you look at your, what you, you're like, but I went and played for all, but you can't do that. You have to live in the now and know that that's the way that it is these days. And TikTok and all that stuff. And I don't want to be the old guy going like, what is this? I don't know. I'm just like, all right, no. Did, popularity did, oh, go ahead sorry the video has words yeah on the, that that flash through um mm-hmm. that almost serve as like a substitute for lyrics would yeah. would that be a, a a correct sort of assessment there is that is is that what you were going for i was going for the self-help world the the mindfulness world i was going for it mm-hmm. if you think you can do it anyone can and so can i uh, the idea that we're constantly told how to live on a daily basis, it disgusts me. And there's so much false leadership out there disgusts me too. The distortions that people carry around and call themselves healers or teachers and all that. I'm, that's where I, I raise my sword and say, no, you know, the human, the human, uh, us as human beings, we do need each other. And to need each other, we need to be honest with each other. And if you're not honest about your pain or your trauma and you want to turn to, telling other people how to live so you can heal yourself. I'm highly against that, highly against that. And last summer, and even just here in Toronto, a lot of the, the yoga community and stuff were attacked because of its upper-class nature of who they cater to. Mm-hmm. But that's how it is around the world. If you look at swimming, just swimming, you never would think it's a middle upper-class sport, but yes, it is. Mm-hmm. The access to pools yeah. is very much based around money. Mm-hmm. So these things start to expose themselves and then you can get a little bit hungry with, with your, your, your definitions of how to live. And within Slimfold Loop uh, that I made with Jordan Allen, who's once again, I'll just say, just one of the inspirations to uh, visual projects. And I'm so happy that he's putting out this video, Dooms Dive, uh, later to... Uh, so great. But what we decided we were going to do was, was do these mantras, these pieces, these attack of, of that classic sort of, you know, the revolution has not been televised. The zoo Call, TV. Remember it's calling out bullshit, right? Yeah. But, but also doing it in a way where it's, it, it's not mocking itself, but it's showing you, this is what, this is what is, right. it is now. It's just like, do this, do that, do this. The truth yeah. is this, the truth. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do that. It's a, it's a marketing, uh, campaign. Um, but for, for me, the, I'm like, for the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're I back to the so. truth. Yeah, exactly. Well, the truth is, I think everybody should listen to your record when it comes out. Um, Aww. I really, really enjoy it. And that, I really, that was so enjoy sweet. Talking to you today, that. man. So I got it. While I have you, is it, it what's what's happening with social scene? Anything anything uh, brewing there? Uh, yeah, we're doing a show. Thank you for asking. We're doing a show at the end of the year in Toronto. Um, we had to stop some shows that we were doing just due to the nature of where we're at in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, you know, next year's the twenty year anniversary of you forgotten people. So we're we're we got some plans. We're, we're working on some things. And um, I'm very grateful and 
you know, I, I, I love everybody in that band and um, you we're still in, yeah. And we're still very much in the periphery of each other's lives, but those photo albums don't get put away. You know, a lot of photo albums, you just got to get rid of, especially the ones where your behavior is, is uh, on, on alert and mm-hmm. you, to truly move on from the learned behavior of all that we know, you, you've got to move on from it. Mm-hmm. Those photo albums, though, they're just, there's a lot of smiles and a lot of shows, and there were tons of ups and downs, but pff, the ups completely outweighed the downs. And I'm grateful that this thing that's just such a, we just did everything we could, and it was really tough. And it took yeah. so much organization and confusion. We had probably 32 tour managers by now. And <laughs> this was a really hard thing to move around, yet we did it. And nobody turned on each other. Nobody questioned the business. Um, everybody sort of trusted each other's instincts and showed up when they could and kept and their integrity. Away. Yeah. So it's nice to have that in your repertoire of memories. And I hope that we'll be out there soon, Andy. And that's that. And that also then like to circle all the way back, that's your influences, right? I mean, (laughs) that's, that's always going to be an influence on you for, and it's, that also is an influence on so many other people now. I hope so. We, uh, you know, I think you're an influence on others. I hope so. I really do. I, I, I love who, who I, I, I salute all the artists that influence me. And I hope that that's the case for, for the ones coming up or the, I mean, even this was the case years ago, we, we, we did something that had an impact, uh, 20 years ago now. And, um, it's not to be taken lightly and it's not to be lived in, you know, you got to just move on with your life, but I, I acknowledge it and I'm very grateful for it. And I'm grateful for not just the band, but everyone who helped throughout the years, get us out there. There's a lot of people helping us, you know, behind the scenes and yeah, it takes a village. That's my, that's my, my whole uh, mantra there. And I liked how you brought the truth thing back and then you brought the influences back. Andy, you're really good at what you do. Hey, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. So are you. So are you. Where are you calling? Where are you? Where are you from? Like where? I'm in Minneapolis. Oh shit. Okay. I should have had my. Uh... Hold on. Stay right there. Don't move. Don't move. Give it a sec. Hold on. Got to run upstairs. Where's my? Oh, it might be the car. I got my uh, first ad hat. Oh, nice. Oh, but it's probably in the car. Yeah. We love first F. Yeah. I mean, come on. I love Minneapolis. Such a cool town. And St. Paul's. Yeah. 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 This is not my Minneapolis hat. I, are you, so are you in Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. I've been here now since I got back from England in August. So almost a year. This is the, yeah, this, I haven't been here um, for one year in a row. Uh, I mean, it's not something to be like, Hey, my God, with all that's no, going that's on in the world. It's just, yeah, it's a little bit of a personal and journal. Are you going to try and, are you going to do any touring yourself? Uh, with KDAP, if it presents itself, mm-hmm. I would love to. I would yeah. love to. Um, but right now, especially when you change your name and you start again, you're, you're dealing with all the, the hills and the mountains you got to climb. And I'm in it for the long haul. I'm pushing ripples up a mountain, you know, <laughs> and I'm, okay, I'm okay with it. The, the, the main thing that, as I said to you, Andy, and this is why I appreciate you having me on your podcast. Uh, this is a podcast, correct? It is. Yes. I, with your, with your microphone, I can sense a, but no, I, 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 I went to check out your stuff too. And, uh, I then didn't. So I'm going to have to do that afterwards, Andy, because I owe you the respect to listen to your show because I've had such a lovely time with you, but, um, I need, it's nice to be invited on by self, you know, people like yourself to, to, to speak about this record. Cause that, like I told you, that's the biggest challenge is to even have people understand that this thing exists. It's right. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, 
there's a lot of static out in the world and it's hard to cut through it. Um, Andy, thank you, man. I appreciate thank that. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much. It was an absolute pleasure. And yeah. hopefully, man, if you ever get back out on the road, I, hopefully oh, uh, I'll see you in person. We'll, yeah, uh, you, you come up and we high five. and Exactly. You just like, it's Andy from Jam. Like, oh, my God. And we'll have a, a something. We'll have I'll bring you an egg. Yeah, bring me an egg. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm going to eat this. Thanks so much, Dieter. Take care, man. Take care, Andy. See you. music means we've reached the end of this episode of the jam Base podcast our many many thanks to all of you out there for listening many thanks also to kevin drew for taking the time to chat with me be sure to check out the excellent new kdap album influences wherever you find good music thanks as always to jake alexander for help putting the episode together we'll be back soon so stay safe out there and go see live music <laughs>